1: Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you have a cancer survivor in your life who inspires you? Probably several of them, right? Well, check this out. Jess just battled ovarian cancer, and she couldn't have done it without the support of her mom, Valerie. After climbing that mountain of fighting cancer, rounds and rounds of chemo, they decided to become the first American mother-daughter team to climb Mount Everest. No kidding. The world's highest ah. peak. Now, they were already mountain climbers, thankfully. They're not okay. just like started walking around their block right. and are going to do this. Well, I've heard
0: of couch to 5K. <laughs> yeah, People going from sitting on the couch to running a 5K, but that would be Couch extreme. to
1: Everest, yeah. <laughs> um, get this. Mom, Valerie, yeah. has asthma. Mm. And then Jess is the ovarian cancer survivor. They've actually already been through 60-mile-per-hour winds and whiteout conditions that lasted 43 hours. Wow. Because uh, I was hmm. learning more about climbing Everest. You could, like, go to one level, come back down. Go to a higher level, come back down. You, acclimate can, you have to keep your body. Yeah, right and it gets harder and harder yes. as you go. They say they wanted an adventure of a lifetime because their time together has been the greatest gift.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: what a mom-daughter team. That okay, is if, awesome.
0: If my wife and I ever made it on that show, The Amazing Race, yeah. where duos team up against mm-hmm. duos.
1: My sister loves that show.
0: Right. They'd introduce us, and then, they, then they'd introduce them, and we'd be like, we quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why bother? Peace out. <laughs> They're going to win.
1: Coming up, supposedly life begins at this age. Good news if you have a landmark birthday coming up that you're dreading. According to new research, life truly begins in your 40s. People say friendships are deeper and more meaningful. Mm-hmm. They're making exercise more of a priority. Mm-hmm. Their careers doing better. Mm-hmm. And they've become more adventurous by the time they hit 40.
0: And you don't have to get a babysitter every time you leave the <laughs> house.
1: <laughs> Three in 10 say they're more confident in their appearance than ever before, too, in their 40s. Mm-hmm.
0: I gotta. I know you're not there yet, but I gotta. I gotta agree with that. Yeah, all oh, things get so much. But when people are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm turning 30. I can't believe it!" I'm like, "You're not even to the good stuff yet. Calm down, there. Still wet behind the ears." My husband has to take
1: me out of the country for landmark birthdays because I get so depressed.
0: <laughs> right, and we'll take you like uh, to. Um, the pyramids, you know, comparatively, honey, you're not that old. <laughs> you, you don't look at all
1: like that, mummy. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Everybody has faced this dilemma and, and it's about leftovers and whether you eat them or not. A s- very specific type of leftover. I say we should eat it again tonight. We just had it last night. My wife's like, no way I'm th- that two nights in a row of that can't do it. Tell you what it is next. So last night was taco night at our house. And boy, when I Woo-hoo. say taco night, my wife, we're not talking like the little box kit. She makes her own slaw that you put on the taco. She makes her own. Mm. Uh, it's its like a mayonnaise-based hot sauce. It's got chipotle in it. It's just, it is Yum. unbelievable. You need
1: to post this recipe.
0: So this is, this is taco night at our house. But last night, she decided I'm making fish tacos. It wasn't ground beef. It wasn't I chicken. I love fish it tacos. Tofu, it was fish tacos. I thought they were great. She, uh... Uh, marinated or whatever that she had, cod. She cut up cod and marinated it and then made it on the grill. It was unbelievable. So I said, she's like, well, how, what are we going to have for dinner tomorrow? And I said, we got plenty left over. Let's have these tomorrow. She's like, I'm not having leftover fish. I'm not doing that. Why not? That's what I said. She's like, fish is terrible. And it's just, just the idea of eating warmed up leftover fish. I do it all the time. And I said, I said, honey, I'm I, these were great. I'm totally cool with this. And she goes, no, this is like you ever have someone come into the office and make fish in the microwave. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what is that smell? She's like, that's that's eating leftover fish to me. I just I can't do it. So it looks like she's going to be having something else. And I'm going to be having leftover fish tacos tonight because they're awesome. And I don't mind.
1: You know what you could do is heat it up in the toaster oven instead of the microwave.
0: That'd be a great idea. If we had a toaster oven, what is this, 1990?
1: <laughs> oh, A lot of people I know have, like my sister has a, a, a toaster oven that's so fancy-schmancy, it like can cook a whole pizza. It's like a convection toaster oven. It's ginormous. And I think it's an air fryer, that's too. That's not a
0: toaster oven. That's an that, uh, all-in-one cooking apparatus. <laughs> Are you saying
1: having a toaster oven is chuggy?
0: Yeah, I'm saying that.
1: I thought it was totally fine to have a toaster oven.
0: Plug in your Walkman while you're (laughs) using your toaster oven.
1: They're like so useful. You can heat up leftover pizza and not have to warm up the whole oven.
0: Heat up leftover fish. Leftover fish.
1: (laughs) You can see, we keep our bread in the freezer so it doesn't get gnarly. Yeah. And you just defrost your bread like in two minutes, set it 200 degrees. In the toaster oven? Because no, you don't want you it toasted, bread. you want it you soft.
0: Bread. You defrost bread by taking it out of the freezer the night before. No, you I leave can't the whole think ahead
1: out. like that. No, we don't leave the whole loaf out. We leave the whole loaf in the freezer. Well, there are
0: six of us in our family, so we go yeah, through we it. Yeah, we can't like do that. Crazy. We
1: don't eat bread often enough. But yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that in in the year 2021, most people do not have a toaster oven.
1: I think you're wrong.
0: I I am not wrong.
1: If you have a toaster oven like I do, well, no, of course someone's going to call call. (laughs) the
0: one person with a toaster oven's going to call, and then you're going to feel like no, the phones will go crazy. Jesus, take the wheel, please. (laughs) It's Kevin and Taylor. Who is this? This is Maureen. Maureen, uh, Taylor's convinced that everybody on the planet except me still has a toaster oven. I have one. There you go, Taylor. You have a friend.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're so handy for heating up pizza and all kinds of stuff.
2: I use it for everything. And we have an air fryer.
0: You should get what Taylor's sister has, the all-in-one cooking apparatus. Mm -hmm. You can get rid of everything else. The microwave stove, outdated, unnecessary. You get the all-in-one. You set it and forget it. It's Kevin and Taylor. Hello, this is Chris. Hey, Chris, help me out, buddy. Taylor's convinced everybody on the planet still has a toaster oven. I'm saying, like, hardly anybody does.
2: I am 30 years old, and yes, I do still own a toaster oven.
0: Yay. It's turning into a support group.
1: It <laughs> is. Toaster ovens are in.
0: I got to tell you guys what a friend of mine in London is doing, a Facebook friend of mine. His name's Angelo, and um, he's uh, he's... In London, and he's got a day off. He doesn't live there. He's there for business. Got a day off, and his mom lives in London, so his mom's like, I got a great idea, something fun we can do around town today. He's like, great, I'm in. So he meets her at one of their uh, subway platforms, Mm -hmm. and she's got a pack of googly eyes. Yeah. You know the little eyes that you can buy at, like, Michael's or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, and they they twirl around. Uh She had a pack of googly eyes, and she's like, let's go put these all over town and make people smile. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Technically... He and his mom are running around London defacing public property. Oh no! So far, they put him on like a a hand sanitizer that, with the eyes, it makes the apparatus look like a smiley face. Oh, hilarious! (laughs) There's a a sign that says "Please wear your mask," and it's a it's a faceless head with a mask on it. So they put eyes on that, (laughs) Um, and then they found it looks like it's actually a piece of architecture. With like a uh, Captain Nemo face or Uh-oh. something, and they put googly eyes on him.
1: Probably like some like precious historic.
0: <laughs> well, it was precious something. and historic, not any longer. So, <laughs> tip of the hat to oh, Angelo. That's Hope you, funny. And, you and your mom don't get it. Your
1: mom's bad influence. Don't get arrested, right? <laughs>
0: well, if you followed Angelo on Facebook, you'd see where he gets his behavior from. <laughs> So we're going to talk about a word, a word that I believe Taylor is saying <laughs> incorrectly. I don't want to say the word yet, but here's what it is. You would buy you would buy a box of these every year at the start of the school year. And a box of these often would come with a built in sharpener. Ooh, right. Mm, and a variety of a variety what are of colors. talking about? OK, I don't want to say the word right now because we're both going to say it in just a second. And then we need you to call in and vote on. Who's saying it correctly and who's saying it incorrectly? Okay, here is the word that I believe Taylor is saying incorrectly. Mm -hmm. When you would start school, first grade, kindergarten, whatever, mom would send you with a brand new box of crayons. Crayons. Go ahead and say the word.
1: (laughs) I say crayons.
0: That would be C-R-A-N-S. You say crayons. I don't know why
1: I've always said it that way. I've never said crayons.
0: Because it is, that's how you say it. I just say, say crayons. The, spell the word. Spell it out phonetically. That's yeah. how you say it. Crayons. Not yeah. crayons. And see, I'm taking great joy in this because Taylor points out a lot of times after we turn the microphones <laughs> off. If my Baltimore accent comes out, she takes great joy in saying, like he, you say that funny. Like, it's so cool. I that love that how he says
1: the delicious thing that comes from trees that you pour on your pancakes. Syrup. See, he calls it syrup. I call it syrup. It's syrup. A lot of times you say it's syrup. That's what I just like said. There's more syrup. of a C syrup. S E E.
0: Yeah, pass me the syrup.
1: The syrup. <laughs> That's
0: so cool. Because the S Y makes that that sound, but you cannot defend crayons instead of crayons. I don't know why I've always called crayons. That is an indefensible position.
1: Crayons, not crayons. Mm.
0: Nope, you're wrong.
1: I believe you that I'm wrong. I just don't know why. I've oh, always so we don't need to vote way. for this.
0: You're admitting. You're admitting I'm going to go Mariel.
1: like listen to the phonetic, like the lady, the computer lady.
0: Maybe we should see call. If she goes
1: crayons.
0: We should call the people at Crayola. And get yes. Their, and see what they say. Yeah.
1: Does anyone work for them?
0: They'll probably call. because it's 2021. They'll say, well. Do you identify as a crayon or a crayon? We're okay with either. <laughs> Just please buy our crayons.
1: Our coloring sticks. <laughs>
0: we'll sway with Will the you wind. Pass, we don't pass care. Pass me
1: a coloring stick. I want the burnt sienna, please. <laughs> now I'm going to be having like a a crayon complex. <laughs> crayons.
0: No. <laughs> crayon. It's a crayon.
1: There's something interesting that happens to a woman when she becomes a mother. She can't stop being a mother. It's impossible. No We're going to talk about that next. If there's one truth you can hang your hat on, it is once a mom, always a mom. You cannot stop. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed right. that like, no matter how old I get, when I go home to Jupiter, Florida, my hometown, to see my parents... My mom will tell me that I need to get to bed because she's (laughs) worried about me getting enough sleep. But I saw the best example of once a mom, always a mom, recently with a friend of mine. She was hanging out with another friend, and they were walking down this, you know, kind of like one of those historic downtown areas where, you know, there's the storefronts and like a little fountain and everything. Well, they were walking and shopping and shopping and walking all day. And her friend who was with her finally said at the end of the day, Do you realize that every time we get to a cross crossing, like we have to cross the street? you grab my arm and kind of push me back. (laughs) She's like, no. She's like, yeah, you are treating me like one of your daughters, like as if I do not know how to cross the street yet by myself. I need my friend to help me do it. And she had no idea that that motherly instinct was popping up all day long on their girl's day out. So I would like to know from you, mom, or you can tell on a friend of yours, when have you been nabbed Once a mom, mom. only a mom, can't stop, can't turn it off. That's
0: a good one. Hey, so you have a great example of one of those times that someone was being a mom to someone that they're not the mom of? Those mothering instincts just kick in?
2: Yes, my daughter. We will be driving in the car together. She will be the one driving, and she will reach over to hold on to me. To keep me from uh, going forward, if she puts on her brake,
0: <laughs>
2: And she's, she's only been a mom less than two years. She's mothering her own mother. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yes, yeah, she's been in the hospital all night, ready to uh, possibly have her next one. So.
0: Oh, <laughs> can't wait exciting. for that, huh? Keep Congratulations. That's great. Yay.
1: You've been there, right? Where you're just minding your own business, doing your deal, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a situation you never plan to be involved with. That happened to me yesterday. I went for a run, and I all of a sudden came upon three or four adult geese and about eight baby geeses. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> I know it's geese, but it's so fun to say the word geeses. geese. <laughs> And they did not like that I was there, but I wasn't going to bother them. I was just going to run by. Well, they decided, the adults were like, we don't like this woman. We're getting out of here. Come on, babies. And they start crossing a busy road. And I'm like... No.
0: And it was your fault? No. Because you came along. Because I came along. Because you So them. I
1: felt completely responsible. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, I had to wave down this one car. Then I had to wave down this giant bus like, there's geeses over here. And I was just like, ha, ha, no, no. And I just was so horrified that something horrible and tragic could happen on my watch. Only because I happened to run by. I'm like these geese are giving me a heart attack, but they all got safely across and I was like oh my gosh It stressed me out so bad. And then later I saw them back on the other side of the street. So somehow they made it safely back across without my help.
0: Maybe they do that all day. They're just Maybe.
1: But they gave me a heart attack and man, do they poop a lot. <laughs> Are you so in love with your other half? Coming up, the one thing that's causing a bit of anxiety in otherwise perfectly healthy relationships. Are you so in love with your other half? Of course you are. So what in the world would cause anxiety in an otherwise perfectly healthy relationship? It is separation anxiety as people Mm. start going back to work and spending less time at home. Mm. Isn't that so sweet? Close to 70% of couples surveyed have adored having all that extra time with their other half this year. Close to half of people surveyed want to spend any and all of their spare time with their other half. And uh, experts are saying it's pretty important to have friendships outside of your marriage. And the best way to ease back into normal life is by scheduling specific time just for the two of you and spontaneously reminding your other half how much you love and appreciate them. And the only thing I can relate, really, because we've come to work every single day during the pandemic, but I can relate to after vacation. I'll tell Glenn after spending that, you know, like a whole week together with him, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to miss you tomorrow. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I know I have to go back to work.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's be honest. They're saying that people are having anxiety about things opening up because they've enjoyed being home, having more time with the better half. However, there can be really great things and there can be some things that you would rather not have happened from spending more time with your spouse. So let's all be really candid and honest. What is it that you've loved about having more time and what is it that you're not going to miss if you go back to the work world and you don't work from home? Give us a call. Hey, Nettie, so in the past year, we've all been spending more time, you know, at home. That means more time with your better half and more time with the kids. There's great parts about that. And then there's probably some things you could live without, too. What What is it for you?
2: Well, the great part for me is, like, you know, being able to have the kids together, you know, praying together. But the part that I miss is, like, having to cook all the time, like, cooking three square meals a day. That was, like, yes. a lot of sweat. Yeah, but, yeah. Too but much I'm food, I'm so grateful to God for the the times we had together. I cherish every moment of it, and I pray that you know we'll be able to like we made so many memories, and I, I pray that Aww. we'll be able to live with all of that. God bless you so much. I love your show. Love you right back, Thank Nettie. You. Thanks for
1: hanging out with us. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Bye. So we're talking about the upsides and the downsides of everything reopening again and how mm-hmm. we're going to be spending probably less time at home than we have been in the past year or so. My wife and I, uh, we're both fully vaccinated now, and, and she is filling up our social schedule like crazy.
1: Ooh, that's probably so not. For, you're probably not thrilled about for, that. are well, you? For
0: all of this, she's been like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm so sad about this because it's not going to be just me and you. It's not going to be just us. And that's been great. But it on the other hand, it's she's
1: like filling I'm, up. I'm this looking schedule. at her
0: calendar, I'm like oh, you're making up for lost time. Quick, there, That's lady. That's
1: hilarious. For me, if if my husband were to ever fully go back to the office, which I don't think he will, I think it'll still be a hybrid forever and ever. Um, I would not miss the messes in his office, the papers everywhere. <laughs> And then coming home and and kinda of being able to tell what he had for lunch by the dishes that are potentially maybe not rinsed the best. Are,
0: are you saying he's not a great office mate? He likes to get out
1: his snacks and leave his snacks out. Like mm. he's always got a bag of pistachios and dates around and uh-huh. stuff like that. So yeah. So the that, dishes,
0: the snacks. And papers then, every, you don't straighten yeah. the papers in his office, do you?
1: Yeah, and sometimes you can't find stuff oh, later. Yeah,
0: don't do that. And that the, you know where every... If his desk is like mine, yes, it looks a mess, but I know where everything yeah. is.
1: The other thing, the other phenomenon, I don't know if you guys have, have experienced this, but um, I've ne- I don't know if I've ever had... Because we just moved back in November. I don't know if I've ever been in the house alone.
0: Huh, no kidding. Because
1: he's always there. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like... I don't know what it's like to be home alone.
0: <laughs> There's a little bit of a double standard going on at my house right now. Let me, let me just check to make sure this is still accurate. Yes, it is. If my kids or my wife sends me a text, they want instant response. If it's not like right away, it's like, hello, are you there? Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. I've sent my wife and two of my kids texts and no response. The only response I've gotten is from my son who I sent a cat meme and he liked the image, but other than that, it's radio side dead air from my entire family if if it were them sending stuff to me like Dad where are the keys to the car, Dad you know fill in the blank mm-hmm. can I have X amount of dollars for this <laughs> It'd be like, Dad, are you there? are you there are there? It's a total double standard. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
1: I Don't get me started on the whole text response thing. It's very strange how like, sometimes you never hear a response at all, and it's very awkward. Mm-hmm. My niece just texted me, um, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I completely missed your text the other day. My foster daughters must have gotten into my phone. So oh. if they get into her phone, then mm. it looks like it's been read, so she doesn't know she has a new text. Mm-hmm. But I, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, she's a busy foster mom of three, and... A pharmacist, so I'll, that I give her a pass. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how they got in.
0: <laughs> you won't have that but, problem. Yeah, anymore. that's so
1: weird when people don't respond. You're like, hello. So hello. How much did becoming a mom change you? Coming up, it's in so many more ways than you can even imagine. How much did becoming a mom change you? Hmm. It's in so many more ways than you can even imagine, Mom. You already know how it changes your body. For example, when a woman is pregnant, her moles may darken. Her hair may change color or curl. Her nose swells. And her voice (laughs) even deepens. For example... I've heard
0: of all that except the nose swelling.
1: Yeah, your nose swells. Uh, When Kristen Bell recorded Frozen... She had to go back after her pregnancy and re-record parts of the soundtrack in her normal girlish tones, because her voice had deepened (laughs) during the recording. Uh, Becoming a mom rewires your brain, too. For example, infant emotions have a profound impact on moms. Moms have a very hard time watching a newscast or a movie that shows any children suffering because they feel so deeply it hurts. And then this is the one I'd never heard before. Apparently fetal cells can stay in a mom's body for the rest of her life. Like they found it in your heart, in your lungs, like all over the place. And they've like looked at, you know, remains from decades ago and hundreds of years ago. And they find the fetal cells in other parts of a mother's body. Wow. Isn't that so bizarre? That is. Moms give everything for their kids. They
0: do. I've had a front row seat of the best mom in the world normally this time of day we check in with our producer griffin does he have anything he's going to share with us
1: yes think back to the most touristy bizarre tourist trap type thing you've ever done and he and his wife sarah recently took that trip and they did something that i would never think was a tourist attraction but it is we'll find out Hmm.
0: next so uh griff taylor was just saying that you uh you and Sarah went to something pretty tourist
2: trappy, or you did something pretty tourist trappy well, while you are on your vacation? It's something that is apparently a big deal. We, you know, we went to Chip and Joanna Gaines' place in Waco, Texas. Which is the definition of tourist trap. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's very touristy. No matter how classy and cool they make it, that's a tourist trap. But also, we went to Austin, Texas, which is about 90 minutes away from there. And in Austin, this time of the year, there's this big bridge in the city, and every evening, people gather around this bridge... Right at sunset to watch bats fly out from the bridge. Bridge. They live under the bridge. And -hmm. then when the sun sets this time of year, all these bats come flying out thousands and thousands of bats.
1: Do they come near your face?
2: Uh, They're pretty close to you. Oh, no, it
1: flipped me out. So we went down there and gathered batty. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Put on and it was a large crowd of people. Yeah. Like, this is just what they do, sure. I guess. It's not in the fireworks.
1: It's yeah. bats. It's I mean, bats. They, they
2: won't harm you, right? They're not like. Apparently not. No. They, they don't want to suck your blood. <laughs> <laughs> so we stood right there on the bridge and waited till sunset. And it, it, it takes a while. You're like, are they ever going to come out? Like, I'm tired. Come on, bats. <laughs> and uh, they eventually came out. I mean, it, it's wild. And unfortunately,. You know, in this day and age, you want to take a picture or a video because yeah. for social media mm. to show everyone, look what I did. Yeah. yeah. I tried, but it's so dark out and the bats are flying so fast. Um. You can't really get a good. Oh, here's what I'm more so interested
0: creepy. in are there anything like that will have enthusiasts, like people who are there like every day? Yeah. The bat thing, it's, it
2: is their thing.
0: Yeah. Was
2: there anyone like that there? I'm thinking so. There were a few uh, interesting-looking people there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> other than yourself, other I, than myself, here's, yeah. how you, here's
0: how you make your money, right? You go to that. Here's the million-dollar idea. Yeah. You go down there in a Batman costume. Oh. And uh. charge people a couple of bucks to take a picture with you. There
1: you That's go. Good idea. Huh? What mm-hmm. I would like to know is where did you find out about this? Is it like on TripAdvisor or something? Oh
2: Yeah. If you Google like things to do in Austin, Texas, That's all the top things. You gotta go see the bats. You gotta do that it. That is so bizarre. Mm. And then you gotta get the
0: I saw the bats in Austin t-shirt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what
0: about you? Do you ever do anything any that's totally touristy like that? Would love to hear from you. So we're talking about times that you've traveled and done over-the-top touristy stuff. Griff mm-hmm. just went to Austin, they gathered on a bridge at sunset to watch bats. I wonder if any of the locals do that there or if it's all tourist.
1: Maybe they do it when they have family from out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we all do. That's right. when we, are tourists in our own Do our home. touristy
0: stuff, right? Yeah. The, the biggest tourist thing that I can remember doing, uh, my daughter April and I, we went to New York City uh, two Christmases ago. And we decided while we were there, we would reenact all the scenes from Elf.
1: Oh, how fun. So
0: we found a revolving door and did the... Oh! running around the revolving door. Did you
1: run into a cafe and say, world's best best cup of
0: coffee! coffee. Congratulations! And my favorite one was going up the escalator. Now, there's no such (laughs) store as Gimbal's like in the, Mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah, But it's supposed to be Macy's, right? So, in Macy's, we went to the escalator and my daughter, April, did the Buddy the Elf thing. And it was so funny because she really unintentionally took on his apprehensive personality yeah. where she was waiting for for it to clear so she could do it and, and she literally went to get on and someone else was coming on and she turned around and let them go. <laughs> but when she finally got the escalator all to herself full on Buddy the Elf That's leg extended, so arms out always, She'll never
1: forget that trip. All the way
0: to the top of the escalator.
1: That's awesome.